I'm Alison Roberts, and you're listening to another episode of the Clon Bikecast, your one-stop shop for everything Clonicalty Bicycle Festival and beyond. Today, I had the absolute pleasure of speaking with Donna Cooney, artist and bicycle enthusiast. She is a Green Party councillor, as well as Dublin's first ever bicycle mayor. I had an amazing time just getting to know Donna um, during the Zoom call, and I found her enthusiasm and positivity for all things bicycle-related absolutely contagious. So I, I just generally like to start off by asking um, the people that I speak to, what was your earliest memories of cycling and where did you start cycling? Yeah, well, I have I have memories of even being on a tricycle, <laughs> um, even before my bicycle. So um, and going on a bit of a, an adventure that wasn't supposed to be. So I think I was I'm cycling at about age three and a half four so I must have been younger than that and I told my mother I was going to the shops um, and she thought I was playing with my little shop game that I had in the front garden and I went off opened the garden gate on my tricycle and cycled quite a bit and came back with I asked everybody what sort of lollipop would you like and I got the different color lollipops um, and I came back with the lollipops and only then she realized I'd gone out the garden gate and went I went into the shop and I asked the woman for the lollipops I had no money and she just like handed them to me I came back but they were different days um so yeah that's my uh bit of a yeah that wild is, streak that's had. a great memory <laughs> and then having my proper bicycle was a red bicycle and I had stabilizers which I had for a very short amount of time and practiced it in my my um my grandfather my mother's father took me out to buy it in a bike shop on the Keys in Dublin and um we came back and we had me go up and down their their pathway first before we went out on it and um I remember that I remember my brother really really wanted he was only a year and a month younger than me and he really wanted a bicycle so I had to take him on my backer you know so we were going up and down so that's my um earliest memories of my red bicycle and was that in Dublin it was in Dublin yeah is that where you are now is it Clontarf uh, it's yeah it was fairly near to Clontarf they were around sort of um Fisbra area Geraldine Street oh, yeah lovely by the canal so lovely and what what about growing up then after that what 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 kind of relationship did you have with your bicycle? Did you stay cycling or did you have yeah a break? I always cycling um like um cycling like memories of cycling up to Hoth um I always seemed to have a friend. I remember Karen on the back of my bicycle. I don't know why she didn't have a, a bicycle. So that I remember this going up hills lots um up to Hoth and that being a bit of a struggle and then the great cycle back down the hill so we would go up and go for a walk or bring a picnic and just being around I mean I cycled around um I remember um I suppose uh yeah getting a, a proper racing bicycle as well like that was the thing um when I sort of hit uh I think it was 11 or 12, everybody wanted a racing bicycle and um, it wasn't my birthday or Christmas. So like, how did I get a racing bicycle? But I managed to actually uh, win money uh, and very luckily bought a, a racing bicycle and I was thrilled. So then I could get up and down the hills, no problem. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Were you cycling back and forth to school and stuff too? Yeah, I'd walk sometimes and cycle other times, you know. So um, my school wasn't really that far um from home so um the bicycle yeah I could you know I could get on the bike or, bike or walk or walk you know what I mean sometimes I'd go with my friends walking because we'd want to talk about everything in the world you know so um where the bicycle was 
my mode of, mode of transport for getting out and about going further afield you know so um okay. heading up to Hoth or you know heading down to around St. Anne's Park and that type of thing you know heading to the beach um so it it was that was my mode of transport and then there was a few years where I didn't cycle um and um then I I was yeah and then I moved I moved back close to where I grew up and uh the first thing I did was you know where's my bicycle in the in the garage and got it out fixed it up um and uh yeah back out my bike again and how many bikes have you got um either in your house or how many bikes do you have yourself do you just have one bike or I have two myself I have my orange dutch one which I use for um more for shopping and things like that it's 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 heavier and but it's great for carrying things so um I have a carrier in the back and the front um and then I have a green um pashley I don't I don't go for the the racer ones now at the moment I like it sort of a you know a good uh, more like a, a road bike you know a sitting up straight yeah. bike so I have a Pashley yeah. bicycle it has five gears it's it's dark green and it's oh it's it's gorgeous yeah is it a Pashley so, princess it is well it is it's a lovely bicycle yeah that's so. well there's one called a Pashley princess I had for a while that's like a sit up yeah it's a, a um, Pashley princess yeah with five <laughs> gear cylinder um, and yeah. and it's yeah it's really nice bicycle um uh, it goes very well and I suppose I treated myself to that because um, I could be going in and out of the c- city centre maybe twice in a day and the Dutch bicycle like it was heavy and like I don't have that many hills but it was just you know a lot of lead wor- leg work and I just you know this gave me you know nice bit of um yeah sort of easier easier cycling <laughs> and so you are currently um the official bicycle mayor of Dublin and the first bicycle mare in Ireland, if I'm correct. Yes. And yeah. the 50th, the 50th in the entire world. Yeah. Is it? So yeah. how, can you oh. tell us about what that's about and how it came about and also about your junior mare that's part of it, which is, uh, we, I, I read it was, you you have the second junior mare in the whole world. So yeah, it's Eva very, Kelly. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, she's brilliant. Um, well, what happened was, uh, yes, somebody in the in the ca- in the cycling campaign told me about it and said, "Listen, you know, I think you'd be really good for this. Um, why don't you consider putting your name forward?" Um, and uh, I met with one of the the founders, uh, Maud in Dublin, and I agreed. You know, I I was a little bit wary because I thought, oh, and and the more voluntary work do I need that? You know, <laughs> am I not already advocating for cycling because? I was doing that anyway. Um, I was on the committee of the Dublin Cycling Campaign. I was doing advocacy work with them. Um, in my art, my my full time thing was a, as an artist. So, even my work was a lot of participatory work. I did the sort of the freedom. I came up with the concept of the freedom machine that was in the St Patrick's Day Parade and um the joycicle. So I was working even with um with my art with bicycles increasing participation and getting people cycling and thinking about bicycles so I was already doing that so I thought well you know and she said well just keep doing what you're doing and we sort of help you because we're a network and we'll help you with your social media and we'll introduce you to people um who can help in in relation to you know livable cities and you know place making all these people that are working on things that are uh, relevant to to cycling so um you know so that did I mean we had a our first uh European uh bicycle mayor summit back in February 
um, in Amsterdam and that was wonderful and you know we did an awful lot of cycling we saw a lot of cycling infrastructure we saw uh, a lot of you know um, bicycle parking at, at train stations multi-story almost like bicycle hotels uh, we met a lot of people we listened to like I listened to all the other bicycle wearers difficulties they had successes they'd had the way they had done things you know um, uh, so that was really valuable um, in terms of of the advice and and just even networking um and feedback back that I got so I, I applied basically and um yeah and then uh you you need to get um you may, you get, need to get nominated by certain people and you need to get sort of uh, validated so you get validation from people uh, to say yes this person is a cycling advocate she does cycle all the time and she would be good for the role um, so you go through that process and then they had the inauguration just the Friday of just as they were opening the Velo City in Dublin last year. Yes. So um, and Aoife Kelly came about through one of my bicycling projects and I actually didn't. She turns out to be a, a local a young woman um, living just down the road in Merino uh, from me here. And um, but I um didn't know who who she was initially what happened was um and, and and i know who her mother is now but she applied for a poetry competition as part of the joycicle and uh, she wrote my yellow fellow and she was joint winner in the junior uh, level that was done uh, as a partnership with uh, poetry ireland and uh, dublin uh, city council and um we, we went through all the poems and judged them and I didn't know her name until that wasn't revealed until we selected her um as as one of the winners and um then I went like if I got that name I I, I didn't even recognize because her she doesn't go by the same name as her mother but anyway so um when she came along for the uh for the prize giving and she had no problem whatsoever in Poetry Ireland in front of the media and the Lord Mayor was there and all the dignitaries and she had absolutely no problem uh to stand up in the front of the room and recite her poem and you know um and it was about her yellow fellow and about her her love of her yellow bicycle because the po poetry competition was love your bike so we were using that hashtag and um so when uh i was asked could i think of anybody suitable at a sh very short term time that would be good f as as a junior bicycle mayor um uh, Aoife had to be the person and i mean we're looking to um she's a real role model i think we're looking to increase particularly my uh, agenda is very much focused on increasing more women's participation and one of the lowest level is is young women in secondary school she's just starting secondary school now this year so um she's a real role model um for young women and it's only this summer where we had i suppose this year where we've had covid-19 restrictions i have seen actually young women out cycling i've seen 12 13 year olds 14 or 15 year olds group groups of them on bicycles heading down to uh, bull island which is sort of a, um and the beach um you know to to, to go swimming so they heading out on their bicycles and it was just amazing to see um because I haven't seen that since my my uh, my youth, you know. So. Yeah, it's the same down here. It was amazing to see, and also amazing to hear the parents afterwards, kind of saying, when the you know when the traffic obviously picked up again, yeah, the kids started running into problems, but the kids started expressing themselves, saying, "We want." Yeah, they we don't want this it, taken you know? away from us. We want this yeah. freedom. Like it's it is our freedom machine. It gives you, you know, so much more uh, in terms of your growing up experience of your your you know. Is is that um, 
you know, you're not dependent on your parents. You have, you know, you can go uh, out and, and go as you as, as you please. And you, you learn that you find that so many children don't even know their locality. They don't know the names because they're used to being ferried here and there and everywhere. And, you know, they, they don't know their directions. You don't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know directions. They don't you know don't know, know what directions. roads. It's, on a bike you always find back roads and test different ways of getting yeah. around and it's a and great way of learning navigation it's, it's part of, of of your childhood and growing up and that transition and I still that. feel the same way I still yeah. feel like that exact same yeah. I feel like bicycles are also like a time machine that you don't actually ever have to become you know you don't have to grow up in the way that we kind of have have sold the idea of growing up because being no. on a bike there is it's still a freedom machine oh it is like and it makes get you on happy. it and all of a sudden you're yeah it's just <laughs> It just Joyful and energized. Energized. Yeah. I mean, you, I find myself singing on my bicycle and thinking of my yeah. best ideas. You know what I mean? If I'm on yeah. the way into a meeting and I haven't thought about it or even an interview, it'll just come to me on the bike. I mean, I would say I was going out, um, I was going out to do a debate out in UCD. Oh, do you know, I haven't had time to even think this. And these people are really good professional debaters. What am I going to do? And I thought, ah, oh, don't worry. I have a bit of a cycle. It takes me about 40 minutes to cycle out to UCD. It'll come to me on the cycle. And I, I just almost trust that it will. And it does, you know, so, um, so yeah. Just stepping back to the Freedom Machine again, because um, I want to talk to you about Eurovelo. But I think the Freedom Machine um, is the hashtag. And that was... Um, just tell us a little bit about what what how that manifestation what was it you guys dressed up yeah uh, we were suffragettes um basic so it was about the the um the connection between the bicycle and women's emancipation so um the bicycle was seen um in fact it was tried they tried to subdue women using going on the bicycle because i think they knew once women got out in bicycles that they would be looking for things like their votes and their emancipation so um uh, it was said in um eighteen um oh four that this that's the that's eighteen ninety four that the that the best thing for women's emancipation was was a bicycle was the invention best invention for women's emancipation was a bicycle, um because um you know you just got onto your bicycle and off you went and it meant in terms of your clothing before that women were very restrictive clothing uh which often they couldn't breathe properly so they could do very little in terms of physical activity they didn't leave the home unaccompanied um you know it wasn't seen to do something like go out with unaccompanied um and then once they had the bicycle women got together they had rallies they started having bicycle rallies um and then you know things like you know let's get the vote as well but i mean in terms of the propaganda that went against it i mean in trinity they have this um like you know they have this thing called the um the uh, male madonna and we did the opposite to that like we had the chair of the time of the dublin cycling campaign um paul doing the the but we did a positive thing of this man looking after the children so we had all the women up the front and um of the 100 women on bicycles up the front in all their um votes for women and their their freedom machine uh suffragettes and their banners which were commemorating women of the of the time um which we admired um and the the, the only it was only a couple of men and they were looking after the creche at the back with the children with the little ones um so uh so we did the positive image of like feminism is positive for men and um, because it gives them um also gives them the freedom to to be you know carers and to be in different roles um and to have the feminine side of them as well so you Absolutely. know yeah so so this was so that was the sort of 
so that was the the idea but it, you, they had this thing at trinity where you've got this um woman in her cycling gear and she's got um you know she's wearing the literally wearing the britches you know and she's got there she's got a, a cap on her head and she's got a pipe in her in her mouth to try to make out she's making she's wearing the trousers now. and she's got her foot up on the thing and she's going i might go buy my bicycle now delighted with herself and he's looking miserable washing the clothes in, in a washing basin you know saying this is like if you let your woman on a bicycle this is what's going to happen to you you know so um so they really tried to um dissuade women from um from cycling and there was all these fake uh medical um t uh, things put out at the time saying you know if you, you cycle you're not said you'll have no children it'll affect your fertility it'll do all sorts of things and in fact the bicycle was great for humanity in terms of the advances it did for humanity because people suddenly had a bigger gene pool because they weren't just meeting people in their villages. <laughs> they could go out to the next village. So I'd say, you know, without the bicycle, like um, humanity may not have um, advanced so much. <laughs> You're listening to the Clon Bike Cast, your one-stop shop for all things Clonakilty Bicycle Festival and beyond. And today, Alison's talking to Donna Cooney, artist, Green Party councillor, and Dublin's first bicycle mayor. We were actually on the Eurovelo that cycle. Um, we were actually just behind you with our son. We were with an Erasmus group of cycle students from really? from Spain. Yeah, and we were just behind you, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't know you then. But I really, it was a beautiful um, it was a beautiful event because you guys all came through kind of and got up the front and led this great cycle, and it it was really powerful. And I think you also watched the film Motherload with us a couple months ago. Oh. Did you with at yeah. the um, bicycle festival and we hosted that and that also played on that it spoke about the suffragette movement and the empowerment of women and it's interesting to see like we're finding it again for mothers who feel trapped in their cars ferrying yeah. kids around this empowerment of taking your kids out and also it's obviously happened to young women because the like you mm. said the your uniform as a, a young woman going to school can be restrictive for riding a bike so how have we gotten back to the point where Clothing has become restrictive, like enforced clothing has been yeah, rest become yeah. restricted again for women to get on bicycles again. It's yeah. like, we We're, need to make it so that women can get on a bike. We can't tell them their uniforms yeah. don't allow them. And, and you wonder, like, it is reclaiming the street, but you wonder about the connect with sort of generally still about empowering women because you look at our central government and you've like 20, about 20 percent. Uh, that are elected to to the to the doll like in 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 terms of um central government a lot more at local authority level like on Dublin city council we've nearly on par we've nearly up to 50% women on uh, as councillors in Dublin city council but you look at the national po um, politics we have about 20% which is almost equivalent to what we have in terms of women cycling so you know i don't know if that's like purely coincidental but i you know if you get more women cycling um you know will that mean that we have more women elected as well and more people women in power i was i was on a call with jenny gwazowski who runs the london bike kitchen um last week she was doing a talk and she mentioned that she was she's um born in the states she lives in london and she said she was quite timid you know she had self-confidence issues and stuff but mm. then when she had to start riding her bike in london she had to use her body to signal and she had to use her voice to shout, you know, if a car was coming in. So she had to start using her body and her voice in a way that she wouldn't normally in a setting that you don't really have a choice and you're not really, 
it's not like standing on a stage. And she said through cycling in London and using her body to communicate and using her voice, she developed confidence. Yeah. So like what you're saying there, it could be, you know, this confidence of being out, being seen because you're in your body and you're moving your body yeah. and you're using your body and you're communicating gives you, actually grows you in confidence to step up and maybe be more socially engaged I think so, maybe, so yeah and I mean maybe I, I think, there's a, yeah I think so and I, I think as well just wear what you like I mean I think there was RT did this awful thing the other day about uh, with them um, about the fashion of, of where what you your fashion and what you wear and what you shouldn't wear cycling and I just think you know you can wear your heels you can wear your skirts you wear whatever you feel like wearing you know uh, or not wearing in terms of a helmet you know so it's it's really your own business you know you get out there and you you wear what you want to wear and you cycle and you reclaim the street um and like the, the suffragettes there is a certain um propaganda that goes with that they knew by that a lot of them were, were not actually ladies but they always dressed in that sort of frilly and ladylike uh, clothing because it gave them um it gave them a, a propaganda so if they were if they were um chaining themselves you know to a railing or doing whatever that they um it looked terrible to see this burly policeman manhandling this you know <laughs> very feminine looking <laughs> woman so um yeah so just wear what you want what you like put flowers around your basket be as you please you know what i mean and um you know reclaim the street with your own personality and your own confident and, and happy in your own skin yeah absolutely and so just from the Euro Velo, do you think that was a really big, um, it was a really big, I, I don't know if win is the word, but it was really big that, that Dublin got Euro Velo. And do you see that that had um, an impact on Dublin? Do you think that was a really, do you see things moving forward in a different way now since we hosted the Euro Velo last year? Yeah, I, I think there was. I think that they could see that there was a lot of um we didn't have a huge amount of infrastructure. I mean, we happened to have the, the one that they brought everybody out in the parade and we led the parade in Velo City with the Freedom Machine. And um, we went out and the one at the time, you know, only proper segregated cycleway along the seafront um, down to St. Anne's Park. But, you know, that there was a little bit of, you know, negativity in terms of people saying, well, you don't have great infrastructure here for cycling. And I think there was there was a willingness always from the engineer and a willingness um, from the CAO of, of Dublin City Council, he cycles himself, to do something. But um, there just often wasn't the, well, we didn't have the funding and we didn't have, um, you know, the, the process that you have to go through normally um, in terms of putting in infrastructure. It, you know, it's it's the consultation, the time, you know, it goes through the planning process. Um, you know, you have to do a part eight um you know, there's a whole lot of this, you know, people, people send in their, their recommendations, you may need to change it. Um, so it's that type of thing just takes an awful lot of time. And we're still waiting for, yeah, for years now, we're waiting for the next section, um, which is going to be absolutely fantastic. It's a proper Dutch style um, from Clontarf into the city centre. Um, and it'll also add in a greenway as well, which um which include off the Alfie Burn Road. I mean, it's going to be, and it it includes a lot of green infrastructure as well because um using the um using suds sustainable uh, urban drainage, they're going to use a lot of greenery. So between the walkway and the cycleway, there's going to be a lot of planting. Um, so it's going to bring huge uh, benefits just in terms of the public domain. It'll bring you know right. it'll make 
really the, the north in a city uh, into a place you know that you really want to to be it'll make it much more attractive and somewhere that some people want to linger and not just to sort of a um you know a, a line of, of of cars you know emitting fumes and so tell us about a bit more about Clontarf. This this week, um, we're we're in the midst of a two week promotion. Cyclist.ie that I'm I'm part of, uh, we're calling it back to school on your own fuel and trying to promote mm. um, all the regional groups around the country and the city groups trying to promote and run activities to get kids testing out their cycle routes to school. And that's all on um, cyclist.ie/school. Yeah, um, when there's a there's a competition on there. And what's happening um, now in Clontarf? Have you guys got some events happening? And a little bit about the new cycle infrastructure you guys are getting, maybe. Yeah, well, um, in terms of our um, back to school plans, um, uh, Greenlands National School are siting up. We've had a, a trial with a bicycle um, bus. We're putting in three routes. Um, so we have a couple of uh, pretty committed parents. Um, I'm a parent in the school myself, but we also have other, you know, cycling um parents you know some of them are members of the Dublin cycling campaign others you know just really strong uh, on cycling and 12 of us did a course so from about 2018 we've been doing sort of training courses for um the children in the school in terms of cycling skills and we'd already got you know maybe up to sort of 30 percent cycling daily uh to school in the school but um with this the principal came this year and we were looking for solutions and the parents were asked, could we get involved in providing solutions in terms of what was going to happen with going back to school and COVID-19? And I suggested um, a bicycle bus because I said, well, a cycle bus, you know, might help encourage more that haven't, you know. But so we started off with a survey which went out and to get the feedback and we got um you know, uh, we got a good response rate and, uh, you know, and then 70% of those that uh, responded um, wanted to participate. So we said, well, you know, we have good, um, you know, uh, we'll have a good level of participation um, in this. Um, so we set up, um, did a, a tester, a tester run uh, with a route. And now we have, I don't know if I, I could probably show you that the, the 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 less high tech uh, maps over here I have to the side uh, with pins all over them, um so they were sort of looking at who we had so we made out the routes we got the postcodes of all the all the children all where all the children live, um their ages and that was all in the survey so we were able to see, you know where we can put routes um to where people can have stops to to allow the most people to to um participate but also where we had some very uh, reliable and committed parents um that could um you know take charge of those particular routes um so that's that's the so we're that's our planning and dublin city council engineers we had three engineers and antonia martin who is heading up the the sort of like she's on the COVID mobility team and um, came out with this um and i've yet to see the video they videoed it and uh we put out a, a bit of a press statement very late that night um and um so uh yeah but they wanted to use our survey they put our resources up on their website um and a couple of tips that we learned in terms of even just the survey using google survey you know forms rather than you know uh, survey monkey because you can only do a hundred without paying for a uh, subscription so unless the school has a subscription for the parents association to do it so just a couple of tips like that you know if your school like we've got um 
almost uh almost 300 uh pupils so you know so just things like that so we put we put a list of our tips and they're putting them all up on the website and i assume they're going to put the video um but yeah so and they which look, website say that again it'll be up on dublin city council website um so the dublin yeah yeah but it's not up yet yeah well but, I and that'll it be open for be. anyone any school can look at it. Any parent. any school can look at it, but yeah. because we we've d- did this and because we'll it, it got some coverage um, in the Irish Times, um, straight away that day I had calls from um, other local schools who want to participate, and I spoke to um, parents on the on the parents association and explained how they get set up. So I I think it's it's already having an effect of spreading into into the other schools. Um, Great. You know, so I, I think it's it's having the desired effect, you know, so, um, yeah, so. Uh. People are ready. Yeah, it sounds especially in Dublin. Um, there's been so much positive cycle, um, uh, you know, m- a momentum that yeah. people seem to well, be now ready. It, people, I mean, the alternative is not there. I mean, there just isn't the road space for people to drive their cars. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, they were parking illegally outside schools anyway up on pavements and things like that so there's not leaving the pavement space then for people that need to physically distance on the pavement and then um you know there's issues like air pollution as well but also the buses we can only do 50 percent capacity because people need to space out so you know the public transport in a way needs to be left for the people that you know have no other option and the and the commuters and the workers that need to get you know um so it's yeah it really has to it's the time it's the time you know we're we're providing a solution of the time as it was actually in the um the last pandemic i mean if you look at advertisements um and that's another art project i'm sort of working at the moment is looking at the the um how the bicycle was seen as a solution then like you were um in terms of the spanish influenza 100 years ago um they had advertisements selling bicycles and apparently it was similarly difficult to buy a bicycle because everybody wanted to cycle because um you were less like you already have a physical distance with the bicycle you know you're already distance from people because when you're on a bicycle you're out in the fresh air uh you're less likely um basically um to contract the, the virus if you're if you're out cycling so and that, i suppose that's why the world health organization are recommending um the people cycle and in the department of education uh in the roadmap are asking people to cycle and work to uh, walk to to school so um so as an artist you know? <laughs> as an artist it sounds like a lot of your work now is being shaped is being you know it's bicycle related how long Prior to that, I think were you doing sculptor? Are you sculptor? I still, as well? I do still do sculpture, but um, a lot of my sculpture is sort of uh, working participatory as well. Like um, I suppose public transport, sort of some transport comes into it. Um, my uh, the the largest piece that I've worked on lately, uh, which uh, will be going outside a train station, is made out of railway lines and railway sleepers, and it's about men working together in teams. Um, so I worked with, I'm on the artists in prisons, um, thing when you get paid by the arts council to, so I was working with, um, and I suppose it's unusual because mostly it's that will be painting and drawing, but these men were doing apprenticeships, um, and getting certification in welding and in woodwork. So, um, and they had been making quite decorative, um, 
you know, railings and they, they make in some paste and they make all those boxes that go around the place, the big planter boxes that you'll see around uh, Dublin. Um, but they wanted to do something uh, and work with an artist. So um, Maggie uh, applied, um, you know, so um, and I was chosen as the, the artist to go work with them. And um, I was on the way back um, from Limerick, from Eva, I think, and I was like, you know, railways, yeah, lines, you know, working together. So, yeah, and that it had to be like one or two is doesn't doesn't isn't as strong as having, you know, a group and, and that dangerous work and how they needed to trust each other and work together in order to build all the infrastructure that they did. So it's a bit of a commemoration to to them. And it's using um the we went out to the uh, works uh, in Nishikor and got the old uh, railway um sleepers and the railway lines um, and they welded them and then the faces are unique because even if you're part of a machine you're working together every single individual is is unique so um so we worked on faces and then um then had them cast you know so that's, that sounds that's like it. an amazing yeah project all right amazing so transport trains and buses uh, trains and bikes two yeah, of our favorite transport solutions yeah. so you haven't had a Brompton have you had a stint with a Brompton because that's the ultimate train and Train and bike solution, isn't it? We, I, I, we've got a Brompton. We love yeah, it. I did have. I, I had the use site. It was actually of of a, a fold up Brompton for a while. Um, yeah, I don't have one at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Because they're mind. workhorses too. They're they're very good at carrying yeah, your, yeah. your groceries. They're very good. Um, so then, uh, I guess I, the other thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was um, as a Green Party councillor, mm-hmm. um, where do you think the government needs to focus? to to make sure that we get quality accessible cycling infrastructure. So we have like things like the COVID funding yeah. um, that was available to local communities um, and just in a general trajectory. What do you think the government should be focusing its resources on now to make sure we he- keep heading in the right direction? Well, I mean, at the moment, I suppose in terms of uh, we have the, the funds are going to be made available, like we're going to have, um, you know, um, like huge amount of funding a million million uh, uh, you know a day so it's spaced out i suppose the the level of funding now is that it's well spent that we do actually put in good cycling infrastructure at the moment they're using the COVID 19 to put in quick uh, fixed measures because they don't have to go through the normal planning process and um, because they're seen as emergency measures that need to be done so that's allowed us to put in um the the liffey cycle road to put in um uh the um, uh, NASA Street, all the stuff that we've put in, you know, that took, you know, years and years and years and nothing was happening, like, you know, um, so but I think really employing more people to work in it as well. Um, we need engineers that know what they're doing and if they don't know it and um, that they get the training. Um, and with that in mind, I mean, the Dutch, um, the, the Dutch embassy here ha- and said, what can they do to help? And I said, you know, well, it would be really good to make that connection and look at what you've done, like you've had, you know, time to get this right and to work at this. So uh, we have four web airs coming up, lunchtime web airs, and it'll be for people that are working in that area. So, um, you know, so it'll be for engineers and designers and things like that. And I think we need multi multi teams and they need to consult with cyclists and people, that, with the users. Um, so there's no point just, put, you know, put speak to people that use the the that will be using the infrastructure because there might be things that they don't see that we can see you know so um that type of thing so yeah training um 
you know, listen to to uh, the the experts and um, you know, put in and put in quick fixes if you need to test something out. You know, don't go spending, you know, uh, a million or a few million on on something and find out, you know, because I've have been told previously, oh, you know, cyclists won't want to do this. Cyclists don't want to do that. And I was like, well, they do. They shop. They do these things. You know, we don't just always move from A to B in a straight line because that's where we want to go. We might want to go to C, drop off at, at somewhere else and come back. You know, so there's other behaviors that they assume that um you know that we're not going to do and it's an assumption um so i think that if they can put in sometimes i said so, well listen if you if you don't why don't you just put in a couple of of bollards out there um and test that out you know maybe there is room for a two-way there maybe you know put a, a, a this so so if they're not sure do a quick tester, you know, and, and test it out and, and then um, change the design um, if, if, if you find that the cycling behaviour is different than that. I mean, on this particular one, we're going to get straightaway measures they can put in in terms of signalling. Um, they can give preference to, to cyclists um, at every... At every so you've got pedestrians, then cyclists, um, and, you know, do, do proper counts so that you know how many people are cycling and increase that time if it comes to it that you've got more people cycling so you've enough time for the cyclists to get through um before the particularly before buses and other um other vehicles um are going so yeah so give them preference um reduce the speed limits throughout i mean that's happening in dublin city now in fact today um is the deadline today to put in as uh, your submissions in relation to it's going to be standard now 30 um uh, kilometers per hour um around dublin city and uh, i just wish the other local authorities would come on board with that because i mean i've put in um you know, for one particular road, they're saying that they're going to maintain it at 50 because it becomes 60 um, and, and, and 70 along the, the, the James Larkin Road. And it's a particularly straight road. Um, so, you know, you can get speeding there. But they're saying that if Dublin City Council were to alter it, they don't want to have a, a, a big change between one um, area into the county. So I think that the, 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 there needs to be a more national and at least regional response um, to this as well, because, um, you know, there's there's like the, I mean, and we need to learn off each other. They're doing great infrastructure out in Dunleary. Um, yes. you know, so it's not about competing. It's about working together and seeing, you know, where something's worked and, you know, saying, well, let's how how your engineers did this you know can we learn something from you can we do the same here and you know where you are like in in, in um you, you you know your if your engineer hasn't done it just admit like there's nothing wrong with saying i haven't put in cycling infrastructure before i wasn't trained to do that i was trying to do something else um you know um like everybody has to reskill and upskill um i learn new skills all the time um I was just telling you, you know, all right, I, I, I did fully when I wanted to make a game as, as, as a project. I had to learn certain things. I hadn't coded before. I hadn't done this or that. If you want to do something, uh, you can, you know, you can go and retrain and learn new skills. Um, and and if, you, if you can't do that, uh, you, can, you can employ people that have those skills. And it makes life more exciting too. I mean, learning is yeah. just, learning's brilliant. It just is. Learning and getting... And what's happening now with the pedestrian and the cycling, I mean, it's it's necessary. So it's going to keep coming as well. It's a skill that everybody should be able to 
Oh yeah, to have, it's it's to, the way to work with it. It's the way it's we the way have to go. We have to go. And I mean, there's a media. I mean, obviously, with climate change, we need to reduce our CO two emissions. So I mean, it's an obvious uh, win in terms of that. In terms of reducing the amount of car usage. But there's also there's straight away other uh, benefits in terms of, you know, healthier population, a more connected population, a happier population, uh, healthier and happier um, communities, you know, um, which are, you know, uh, which are not sort of car focused, you know, that people can uh, go about. And you meet people all the time when you're out on your bicycle, um, which you don't. If people are isolated in their in their metal box, it's, it's very um you know, I, I just look sometimes at people, I think they look so sad, you know what I mean? Often just sitting there in their cars and, you know, you're out and about, you, you meet people, you have interactions, um, you know, which is just, you know, it's just part of being human. Uh, we like to interact with other human beings um, and with nature and the world around us. And um, yeah, so the more we can actually make it safe, the more people that will cycle, which is obvious because when they had the cars off the road, um, during the restrictions during COVID nineteen, there were people that I had. I they probably just you know I don't know if some people had not cycled before. Other people I met, they said I have been on a bike for forty years. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, you know, and 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 young people cycling. Um, you know, and the bike shops were just selling out of bikes. You know, so um. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's obvious. If it's safer, more people will cycle, um, and I it's just keeping them on their bikes now is the thing, and increase it even more so that it becomes uh, a normal thing for people to do, um, they see it as their normal mode of transport, um, as their everyday transport. The first thing to go to is you know alpha out in the bike. You've been listening to the Clon Bike Cast. Big thanks today to my guest Donna Cooney and to Justin Grounds, as always, for our sound and production. Head on over to cyclist.ie slash school to find out about events that are happening in this week to help your kids get back on their bikes and plan their school routes, including a nationwide scavenger hunt style photo competition. That's cyclist.ie slash school. See you next time.